Stay fly. Stay fly. Black people have been walking around with the dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? It's been a very minute time frame in which we've, I like to call it amnesia. You know, a a very minute time frame in which we've lost what we had before. And this, you know, being in the age of the Aquarius. He said, you know, theology Mm -hmm. is our discussions based on beliefs based on people's different interpretations of them and they're fighting to say that my interpretation to the fly guy show they do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner stay fly stay fly stay fly the views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests unless we say we agree unless explicitly stated <laughs> Hey, this is Ernie Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Vaughner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. Right, y'all. Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. How we doing? How we doing? It's good to have everybody on today. Time for another great episode of the Fly Guy Show. Get on code, the Fly Guy Show. And we're having some issues today. The internet's giving us some challenges. But today we're doing an interesting conversation called How How I Got Conscious. How I Got Conscious. And we're going to have the author, Zoe, will be joining us, talking about how he became conscious. Zoe has a book out. Your bro, Zoe, he has a book out. And, you know, his book is pretty interesting. Book is pretty interesting. And so in the book, he talks about how he became a lot more conscious. When we talk about consciousness, we're talking about awareness of that. Some of the information that he received in regards to his African descent, his uh, his quote-unquote blackness, he didn't get the whole story. You know, some of the, the things he began to believe weren't truly the entire story. And so when you go through his channel, you know, he has a great series of podcasts on it. Your bro Zoe. So check that out. He deals with, you know, the black skinheads, black punks and black thoughts. Reminds me, I used to date a woman who was a uh, a skinhead. Sister that was a skinhead when I was in high school. <laughs> Salute to Lisa. How you doing? Uh, this one is Jesus, the extraterrestrial alchemist, past lives. That's that sounds interesting. I'm not sure how Laura Lockhart is. I guess she's on the show with him. Uh, this one deals with Dharma, and so and this one, melanated generational wealth is the new norm. Melanated generational wealth is the new norm. So check out your bro Zoe. He has some really good information. He has some music out as well. Nubatomic, Nubatomic. That's from your bro Zoe. And, you know, the core of it is he has a new book out. And let me see if I can find his book. His book is called Bicultural. I'll probably need to uh, increase the size of it so it can be seen. But the name of his book is Bicultural. Living and Leaving the World of Illusions. Living and leaving the world of illusions. Your bro Zoe, he'll be joining us at some point tonight. So until Zoe joins us, I want to take this time to, you know, also talk about how I became quote unquote 
I guess, a lot more conscious as well. And maybe how you became, quote unquote, conscious as well. So first of all, I want to start with the operational definition. So operational definition, conscious is simply becoming aware that what you believe is not necessarily the entire story. You know, what you've been taught is not necessarily the entire story. I kind of look at it as three circles. So imagine there's a large circle and inside that circle is an inner circle. That's an inner circle. Inside that circle is a more robust, smaller circle. Well, the small, robust circle are the things you know that you know. All right. And outside of that robust, smaller circle is a circle that are things that you know you don't know. And then out of that larger circle are the things that you don't know that you don't know. And we're pretty much driven in world and life by the things that we know and the things that we know we don't know. But there are things that we don't know that we don't know that impact our lives as well. And so to talk about how he became conscious, it's your bro, Zo. How you doing, bro? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? <laughs> it's going well. Things are going well. We just kind of went through your webpage and, you know, everyone got a chance mm-hmm. to see your bro. Let me reduce the size on it so it's manageable. Uh, so talk, talk to us about this. Bicultural. Living and leaving the world of illusions, mm-hmm. and I have a picture here of Yeshua and um, Mari, mm-hmm. R.I. or uh, um, Miriam, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and Yeshua, you know mm-hmm. the Christ. Then you also mm-hmm. have one. Now, which Pharaoh mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. Bata. Okay. 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 Which oh, Pharaoh is this? Bata, okay, okay. Uh, and that's then Bata, you have the deity Bata, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the American flag. So you can go to yourbrozo.com mm-hmm. and you can see all these great images. Yeah, um, yeah, um, And the name of the book is Bicultural Living and Leaving the World of Illusions. Let's start there, man. Let's start with the title, mm-hmm. man. Tell me about the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, um bicultural living and leaving a world of illusion was pretty much um yeah um the picture itself kind of tells the story as well because you see it's like um in half one of the side is like me growing up in the atypical um american american fashion you know as a black american you know and everything on that side kind of symbolizes that you know the black struggle the native american aspect you know what i'm saying and the american flag um and the other side is the um the other side is, you know, the uh, dealing with, you know, the African aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? So in the story, I kind of talk about how me just growing up in America, how, you know, at one point I was, you know, just like we all are conditioned to, you know, the, the living in America, you know, the, the you know, the, the laws they have, you know, education, you know what I'm saying? And so on and so on, you know, but then. The other side is when I started waking up and become conscious, you know, to 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 the reality of what's really happening. You know what I'm saying? And it's literally once I started submerging myself into, you know, that aspect and that culture, it was like I was living in two different, you know, realities, two different cultures. You know what I mean? So that's all ultimately what it's it's really showing is that that's what's saying. It's like one side is the my black American experience and the other one is me tapping into my ancestry, you know, culture and et cetera, et cetera. 
Well, well, how yeah, challenging? So that's like you know, that came from okay. How challenging mm-hmm. is it to 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 live in both worlds to be bicultural? Well, the first the, the first part, uh, I'm not, I'm gonna say it's it it the first the main part. <laughs> it's kind of it's going to be easy because we've this is uh something that we you know we is living in America we have to live this way you know what I mean uh that's 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 kind of the easy part you know relatively speaking is dealing with you know dodging cops and you know what I'm saying and everything else that comes with you know this world but um and just you know the, the total onslaught of you know just um you know being black in America and the way that we're um you know the way that we're we're the way that we're, we're treated, you know, as, as uh, black Americans, you know what I'm saying? The other aspect is it's like we have to relearn, you know, a lot of this information that we weren't taught. And this self-study, you know, this self-study got me, everything I did was through self-study. Nothing was from, you know, what this system gave me, you know what I'm saying? Every aspect of it is like I had to like, go, you know, go out of my way to, to learn this stuff, every aspect of it, you know? So I'm still learning that. The American side, it's kind of like that's really starting to um, fade away. You know what I mean? And it's I'm trying to serve more of myself more into the you know the the dealing with African African spirituality and etc. You know. Okay, okay. I want to take this moment. Uh, we have a couple of comments coming in. We want to give our our normal disclaimer. <laughs> so when we use the term African American. We're saying an American citizen of some level, not necessarily mm-hmm. entirely of African descent. And the use of the term black doesn't refer to skin color, hair texture, mm-hmm. origin from a city, state, or country, national, planet, name black. We're not talking about a crayon color. We're not using the term to address one's legal status and nationality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when we use the term mm-hmm. black, it's a person of mm-hmm. some level of African or indigenous or aboriginal descent. So you know, first of all, we're not dumb, y'all. So I know I'm going to get like the, that, uh, the that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? The memoirs of a karmic dynasty is popping in. How you doing? That's a gorgeous sister. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, sister. We love what you're doing. So, okay. So you realize that there were two different worlds: the world that you were given, and the world that you had mm-hmm. to seek. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that process of seeking. Let's talk about the process mm-hmm. of seeking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. And like I talk about the book, uh, I kind of, in the book, I kind of walk, it's kind of like a chronological thing because I talk about me living on the uh, illusionistic side of, you know, of, of, of this reality. Um, but it came from a certain point. And I remember, because um, I grew up like, um, my parent, I was grew up Catholic, you know what I'm saying? With the Catholic school, all the non, you know, all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? But even as an altar boy, I just remember walking down the aisle, you know what I'm saying? And, and walking down the aisle, just seeing all those images, something, something told me in my mind, I was like, yo, something is not right about this, you know what I'm saying? Like every aspect of it, I was just like, yo, and it just kept on growing and growing. And it came to a certain point when I completely left the church, you know? And I was searching everywhere, man. I was because I like Bob Marley so much. I remember I was I was trying to learn from the Rastas. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you know, because I started reading about Malcolm X and etc. I started talking to the Muslims. You know what I'm saying? But I remember I was 
sitting at my job because uh, in Richmond, Virginia, you know, I was sitting there and there was a sister named Kenya. I talk about this in the book. There's a sister named Kenya to my left and there was a brother named Taki on, on the other side of the cubicle, you know, and I thought I knew a little something because I went to, you know, school for African-American studies. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there like, yeah, I know about this. And I was talking about certain things. And I remember saying, I remember saying to Kenya, I was like, um, you know, Jews are the most persecuted. Now, granted, this is, you know, 20 years ago, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But I was young, you know what I'm saying? And, and then I had much knowledge. I was still seeking real at the beginning stages. I told Kenya, I was like, yeah, Jews are one, one of the most persecuted people on the planet, you know? And she went in on me. You know what I'm saying? She was like, what? She said, you don't know about so-and-so? You don't know about so-and-so? You don't know about so-and-so? You know what I'm saying? I was just like, no. <laughs> and then on the other side of the cube with the brother Kentucky, you know, he was just, every time I asked him a question, you know, he was just gave me an answer like that. And it just had so much um, basis behind it. You know what I'm saying? It had so much a foundation um, and so much like validity. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, and the one day he he said, here, read this, read this, read this. He gave me this book. Um, it was called Our Bondage by Dr. By Dr. Malachi of York, right? And I remember opening up the book and I was reading it. And I saw all these images and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, a, 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 a Moses was black and all this Aramaic language and, you know what I'm saying, all these different languages and stuff. I was like, yo, I had never seen nothing like this, you know what I'm saying? And, and once that was like the introduction, you know what I'm saying, to, to that type of information, you know what I'm saying? So I just kept on kind of building, building on that, you know what I mean? And that journey, you know, it just kept on building and growing, you know, different master teachers, I, you know, got involved, uh, you know, started getting information. So it just came to the point in which, you know, I just realized that it finally dawned on me that I was lied to. You know what I'm saying? It finally dawned on me that this um, everything pretty much this information was incorrect and I had to pretty much start all over. So that took me on my journey. You know what I'm saying? And it's still a journey now, of course, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm still learning, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to continue to learn as much as I can about really everything that I, I feel as though can benefit me and help me grow, you know, as an individual and also people around me, you know what I'm saying? Understood, understood. One of the things that I've come to accept is that very often mm -hmm. you don't want to give, uh, uh, what is it? You don't want to give pearls to the swines. And you don't want to feed steak. You don't want to feed steak to the babies, you know. So, in a young mm -hmm. age, there are certain mm -hmm. things that we're taught. And as we get older and older in consciousness, we're supposed to receive other mm -hmm. information. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. because of the country yeah, that we grew exactly. up in, mm -hmm. and such, you know, because of some of the the things mm -hmm. that we dealt with, our leaders, our teachers our elders didn't receive the information that would take them to the mm -hmm. next level. So they received elementary school conscious mm -hmm. information. All right. They never received exactly. the middle or the high school mm -hmm. conscious mm -hmm. information. All right. So they taught us the elementary school conscious information. Mm -hmm. And so exactly. I don't I'm I not sure I'm not sure if we were lied to. I think in some ways now. Now, if you mm -hmm. asked me five, 10, 20 years ago, I'm like, yeah, y'all lied to me. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but now I'm at the position where I believe <laughs> <Definitely>. that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that we have been given what they had to give. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I know, I agree. On, on my, like, whenever I ask specifically elders outside of just the atypical, um, atypical, like, Christian, especially the Christian specifically, whenever I asked outside of that circle, I was being spoon-fed information to get me, you know what I'm saying, where I needed to go, like, through, through, through the whole time, like, even before I got that information, information um that the brother taki gave me i'm still reading other books like uh this is back in like in richmond in the 90s like i mm-hmm. i saw um dr Avivan certama i physically saw him lecture you know what i'm saying i was mm-hmm. able to you know i was able to see some of these great master teachers from myself and learn from them. so it just like it just kept on rising i'm tell you like for real talk i remember i got this information um started getting those books and stuff um i used to just you know i'm keeping real i used to just like smoke a blunt have a stack of books and that's all i did for like you know a year i go to work and just read you know what i'm saying because it, it was just like you know like they said like i remember doctor saying it's like you have an rna and dna explosion so stuff that's just going off so once it happened to me yo all i did was study uh, you know what i'm saying i just kept on reading 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 reading, reading and that was like it for like you know a, a, you know and a year and some change, you know what I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. you know, it just came to a point in which I realized that it was this was the this this was my path. You feel me? I feel you. I feel you. You know, I, I went through a uh, similar experience. I want to actually bring up mm-hmm. on the screen the channel Our Black Improvement. Um, you know, we're live here now. Mm-hmm. How I became conscious, conscious author Zoe. That's what's up. But Mm -hmm. if you go through our old videos on our channel, go to the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the videos, you'll see that I had videos Mm -hmm. from, you know, Dr. Clark, Dr. Uh, Ben, um, Barashango. We had a whole lot of. And so Mm -hmm. I went through that period where I was I was learning. I was listening. I was picking up information and I was trying to incorporate that information into the life that I had. And I tell you, at some point, I realized that you can't necessarily mix everything together, man. You can't necessarily... I was trying to find some of our old videos. And I don't don't necessarily... Yeah, it's kind of hard Mm -hmm. to mix things together. So I had to change the people that I hung out with, Mm -hmm. man. I really had to change the people that I hung out with, the content that I listened to. Uh, like mm-hmm. yeah I had some old school Barashango mm-hmm. Barashango used to come to the Norfolk area and he used to lecture and his lectures would be five hours <laughs> so you can mm-hmm. check out some old school Barashango I have uh, some mm-hmm. Dr. Ben on the channel and yeah. it, man yeah. that information just kind of flew in the face now you talked about you know growing up mm-hmm. in a Catholic household so my father was mm-hmm. a minister and so, you know, I grew up mm-hmm. primarily in the church and it wasn't until I started gaining knowledge of self. My parents always kept me around a mm-hmm. conscious, uh, you know, some level of consciousness. But when I started gaining knowledge of self and I would mm-hmm. kind of push back, that's when I moved from them talking to me about the elementary school level stuff to more of the middle school level stuff. I got you. And it's amazing because a lot of the people involved in the Christian church know this type of information, but it's not what they provide Mm -hmm. to their flock. It's not what they provide to their flock. That's true. 
You know, when my father started talking about true. theology, mm-hmm. he said, you know, theology mm-hmm. is our discussions based on beliefs, based on people's different interpretations of them. And they're fighting to say that my mm-hmm. interpretation is the interpretation and all the other interpretations are inferior to the interpretation. And so you have, you know, in the Christian church, you have people that come from the prosperity theology. You know, my father was involved and my mother as well. Mm -hmm. My family was involved in the liberation theology where the parts of the Bible that they focused on were the parts Mm -hmm. that liberated you from struggles and from difficult situations. Mm-hmm. But there are people who focus on the prosperity mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. where they talk about what God will do for you, mm-hmm. you know, rather than what you got to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there are other people who really focus on the evangelistic exactly. part where you're supposed to, your sole focus is to mm-hmm. teach the gospel. But the Bible has all mm-hmm. of those in them. And then, you know, there are things yep, in the exactly. Bible like yep. you'll see things like um, when when um, Mary Emma, you know, Yeshua's mother, you know, how she paid mm-hmm. tribute when she mm-hmm. went to certain places and she did sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most Christians sacrifices, think that yep. sacrifice, sacrifices are anti-Christian. Evil. But it's yeah, all evil, throughout yeah. the Bible <laughs> where you see that you got to give up Bible. something. Yep. You got to give up something to get mm-hmm. something. You got to go through a struggle yeah. to get something. It's throughout the Bible. And you see it with Musa or Moses. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you see it with Isaac. You see it with Jacob. You see mm-hmm. it with all. Jacob. They had to give up something. There's a sacrifice to get something. And unfortunately, too mm-hmm. many of us have to give up the lessons that we've gotten in the, the you know, the, in the, like in the, the church environment so we can get a higher knowledge mm-hmm. of self. A higher level, yeah, yeah. I Would think you agree with he, that, brother? You no, know, and ultimately, it's still, yeah, no, 100%, because that still lays a foundation, you know what I mean, for that growth, because, you know, you have to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You have to start where, regardless of it's Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, but, like, one thing that people really know is, is like even all of these there's an esoteric doctrine and the exoteric doctrine you know what I'm saying right most people have their hands on you know to the exoteric as opposed to the esoteric you know you know and it, and, it, and it, all that stuff is in the Bible the Quran you know what I'm saying and in, in, in the Torah you know when the you know the different you know that the orders of Melchizedek the um the um the Sufi order you know what I'm saying you know and, and so on and so on you know mm-hmm. so even in those three there's next level information you know and a, a lot of individuals most individuals just deal with the exoteric side but it's there as well but you know that's still going from like you said earlier elementary to middle you, you can't stop in middle school you gotta go to high school you know what I'm saying you gotta go to college you know you, gotta, you know what I'm saying right. you gotta keep on evolving and growing you know what I'm saying so, yeah. so, so it's not you know I tell people all the time it's nothing wrong with like mm-hmm. no it, it's nothing wrong with what no, yeah, it's, it's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, any of that of where your starting points, you know what I'm saying? Because it's your, it's your foundation, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I wouldn't know anything about the Bible or the Quran or the Torah, when I would have got higher information, I would have been, I would have been stuck like Chuck. I wouldn't know anything about what books that would get in front of me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a good foundation, but unfortunately or fortunately, depending, I mean, it, it, 
it's not even unfortunate, unfortunate because we're all dealing with our own experience. But some people just stay in those books and that's their whole life. You know what I'm saying? Um, others, you know, they keep on climbing and growing and trying to get more and more and more. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's not even a, um, I don't judge anybody as far as where they are, where their mindset is. It's like, if you come to build, if you want to build with me on Christianity, cool. I know the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Let's build. You know what I'm saying? And on the other side of the uh, end of the day is, you know, just dealing on, you know, the mundane aspect of all. Man, are you a good person? You know what I'm saying? Are you a good person? You know what I'm saying? Do I even want to be around you? Is is Islam, Christianity, or, um, you know, Judaism helping you become a good person? So be it. Now, if you're trying to go to the next level, and we're going to build, you know what I'm saying? We're going to build on, you know, <laughs> stuff outside of all those you know what i'm saying and um that's that foundation of knowledge not only that but just being a good per- person that's 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 pertinent you know in the evolution of a human being yeah i totally agree with you brother it's it's uh it's foundational it's definitely foundational so tell mm-hmm. us more about your book and how somebody can learn from your movement you know you move from one level to mm-hmm. the next level mm-hmm. how can they learn mm-hmm. from your movement well one of the I think one of the biggest things is just c- continuously and constantly elevate you know and learn and get information you know what I'm saying and I'm not even talking from a spiritual point because I you know I got a chapter in there like, you know, I call Black Wall Street in which it deals specifically with you know like I'm gonna I'm tell you this like I'm gonna give you a perfect example like and through all my studies stuff I remember this time I went down to um, Savior's Day down uh, Tamaray you know down in um, the land in Doc, um, down in Eaton's in Georgia Doc York had. so I went down there right um, I went down to this is when that place was popping it's when I, I was down there literally <laughs> when there's only two pyramids like you know just red play you know what I'm saying I was down there then but I'm talking let's let's go forward to about six or seven years after that and I remember going on the land and everything I saw right those people are all racist thousands of people you know what I'm saying and they were all spending money you know what I'm saying and they took Eaton the town of Eatonton over you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. I saw the power of the black dollar you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know and right. it's not all spirituality it's not all that stuff. it's economics as well you know what I'm saying? I used to, I, I just saw the way that people came together to, to, to build things. Like, like on a smaller level, I remember one time, I think they were trying to get a, a on the land, they were trying to get a, a printing machine, right? Mm-hmm. So they were trying to raise, they were, they were trying to raise money to get the printing machine, but like, <laughs> it wasn't happening. So I remember Doc was saying like, all right, well, we got, there was a thing called the acid fascia, which happened during like Easter. So he threw a party, right? You know, mm-hmm. so so he threw a party and brought the people together to raise money mm-hmm. to get the put to, to get the printing machine. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, our mindset would, wouldn't just be like, "Oh, well, let's get our money together." So he had to trick. You know what I'm saying? To trick us into doing something for self, so he could, you know, you know what I'm saying? That they had to work together um, and use that dollar to get a publisher. So I mean, I'll get a printer, so you know they could publish more um, more books and get it out. You know what I'm saying? Get the information out. You know, but my point is in saying all that, it's just like, in addition to everything else, I saw how black economics work firsthand. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I saw that right. and it was just that blew my mind. I ain't gonna front, man. I, I was like, yo, like, yo, know, I could because I, I visualized that, you know, you know, on that small level, and it kind of branching out to just imagine, you know what I'm saying? Just imagine, what? shoot, just imagine, you know, if they didn't kill Gaddafi and he and he um he brought the African nations together, you know, had a gold-based style, you know what I'm saying? Just imagine what could have been done, you know what I'm saying? That would be an, obviously in a, a higher level, but you know. I visualize the reality of that. I saw the, I saw the reality, a smaller reality of that there. You see what I'm saying? And right, right. It's all encompassed. It's all encompassed. You know what I'm saying? It's just the spiritual aspect, the health aspect. You know what I'm saying? It, it's all, it's all, um, it's all, it's all, um, it's all encompassed. You know what I'm saying? Understood. Understood. You know, um, you know, you brought up the value of economics. We started off, you and I both mm-hmm. started off heavily involved in the church. And you know what's interesting that there mm-hmm. are a lot of messages mm-hmm. on economics that are in the canonized Bible that we totally miss because nobody really focuses mm-hmm. on them. And then exactly. if you look at the if you look at the larger Torah, exactly. there are messages on how to run your business, mm-hmm. how to hire people, how to save, exactly. you know, um, you know, the people who follow exactly. Hebrew culture mm-hmm. are instructed that you're not supposed to charge mm-hmm. interest to your fellow Hebrew. Exactly. Right. But for everybody mm-hmm. else, exactly. you have you exactly. can charge up to a number that a person can get out of within seven years. So it's that discreet. So when exactly. we look at, you know, we normally say mm-hmm. that bankers and people involved with commerce are you know people who follow the Hebrew culture, you know, Jews generally. And that's because the information mm-hmm. that they constantly deal with tells them how to focus on the mm-hmm. economics. Exactly. That's because that's it's an, unfortunately their missing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So the good thing about yeah, becoming it's more it's, conscious it's, good thing about becoming more conscious and we have a little bit of a delay here so I, I can see that it's delayed by the time you hear me and it's delayed by the time I hear you <laughs> by becoming culture I mean conscious <laughs> we stray from just one mm. canon and we start looking at other books and other belief systems okay. and other information and we realize oh this is what this was referring to so when you look at the, the story about the talents and one person buried mm-hmm. his talent in the ground and didn't do nothing with it. Another person gave back the same level mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. that was given. And another person, the good and faithful servant, received interest and was able to flip and gain interest on their investment. You know, so then you like, oh, that's what they were talking about. And that's how you do it. And then you start reading economic books. And then you start expanding your consciousness rather than staying in just one canon. And then you, like you were saying, you start looking at Rastafariism and saying, oh, okay, I'm starting to see, okay, in in the canonized Bible, it says that the proper name for Yahweh is Jah, and they say Jah Rastafari. Okay, so you start making Mm -hmm. some connections. And then you start seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, the information and, you know, you start looking at um, the Maduna Tear. I started, I left 
you know, the Bible, and then I looked at the Quran, and then I looked at the Maduna Tear, and then I started mm-hmm. reading Black Man of the Nile, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dr. Ben, and then I started listening mm-hmm. to uh, Steve Coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's amazing when it's you start over, yeah. getting all this. <laughs> man. Right. Yeah. Now, Steve Coakley, he used to come down to the Hampton Roads area, actually to Norfolk. You know, I stay in Virginia Beach. And he used to get on me and some of the other brothers. I'm involved in a fraternity. Mm. You know, I'm a Make It Sci-Fi fraternity. Mm-hmm. So he used to call me an oath keeper uh, and say a whole lot of other crazy stuff. Okay. You know, I'm still involved with a local okay. church. Um so they were like, you trying to play both sides of the fence? And I'm like, I'm just balancing this information that I get, bro. But then you start putting all that stuff together, man, and you start seeing things on a higher level. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. So when you talk about becoming conscious, you told us a little bit about how you became a little more conscious. Why don't you tell us about the benefits of your conscious raising experience? Yeah, you froze. Okay, on me, um, could you ask a question? Because it, it was it was buffering a little bit. The last yeah. part. What what is what has been the benefit <laughs> of your conscious yeah. raised experience? How are you better, bro? How are you better? Okay, you said you said the benefit of my conscious raised experience. Is that correct? Yes. We say it again. How about that? Oh, yes. Well, I think that one aspect of all of this, like I was saying earlier, is that once you started understanding yourself and once you started understanding um, the way the universe works and et cetera, you know, it ultimately makes you a better person. You know, dealing with the disciplines of yourself, you know what I'm saying? Um, dealing with being connected to nature you know better and able to make um, being able to the more you're better the more you internalize and go in the more you can um, benefit others you know through your information um, through your elevation um, like more so let me let me I'm trying to think of the um, it makes you ultimately just become a better person you know what I'm saying and it starts to um, alleviate the trial and error but in addition you it's like unlocking doors inside of yourself you know what I'm saying um tapping into powers that you don't know you weren't know, you didn't know they were there before you know what I'm saying that you might not even know if even existed you know and it's like going inside you become more powerful and you become a better person and that way you can really be able to teach others you know what I'm saying if they want the information and you can spread this information so others can elevate as well you know because it's really not good if you have all the information and you're keeping it to yourself you know what i'm saying you know each one teach one is where a mindset where we should all be you know what i'm saying and building as a collective you know what i mean so this consciousness has gotten me to become a better person become elevated so i'm able to do stuff like you know build with you and others about you know elevate and become a better person as well and spread that information you know not not only information about self, but also real talk, man. We we need to know how great we were as a people. You know what I'm saying? 
we need to know that, you know, like I talked about the book, I talk, um, I talk about the book, I talk about how I remember fifth grade, you know, first thing I heard anything about black history was that I was a slave, you know, and I just like, and I just remembered everybody looking at me because, you know, it was a mixed class, but everybody's looking at the black people in class like, dang, y'all, y'all, y'all slaves, you know what I'm saying? So right then and there, like my life was cool, but then that hit me, you know what I'm saying? That, yo, I was a slave, you know what I'm saying? But that's the, all the information I was ever given until I started doing self-study. You know what I'm saying? Even though I went to college on um, African-American classes, um, you know, some of the, or even like, um, yeah, uh, some of the other classes, not African-American classes, some of the other history classes, when they talk about Egypt and stuff, they said, I remember this one professor says, well, the Egyptians were definitely not black. They were more like mulattoes. And I was just like, that, that don't make no damn sense. They over there in Africa and they supposed to be the old, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Just learning, you know what I'm saying? Every aspect you know what I mean? Um, like I said earlier about being given misinformation and learning that it just elevates you, man. It just opens you up. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened to me. And I keep on, keep on digging, learning and researching. So, you know, I keep on trying to level up as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra talks about level up, level up, level up, level up. Uh, I do agree that it gives you a better framework to take in new information and understand the things that are happening around mm-hmm. you. Right. All right. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you exactly. look at, at, like, for instance, you know, we, you, I think you're on the very front of your webpage, there's a picture of you mm-hmm. in front of the pyramids. Yeah. In Yeah. Mexico. I went to those pyramids in Mexico, my wife and I. We had a very interesting experience there, yeah. bro. All right. So, Here's how consciousness kind of gave me a better experience when I went to Mexico. All right, so we're on the bus and the guide is asking us questions. Mm-hmm. And the whole ride from, um, we left uh, Cancun and we went to Chichen Itza, right? All right, so the whole ride to Chichen Itza where those particular mm-hmm. pyramids were. We were watching stuff and I'm like, wow. In all of the art, I see heavily melanated people with dreads, with froze, exactly. interacting with melanated mm-hmm. people who had mm-hmm. straighter hair. So I saw Af- mm-hmm. what we might say Africans mm-hmm. interacting mm-hmm. with people that we might say mm-hmm. are uh, Indian, you know, and I saw this picture these icons the whole way and so the tour guide asked us while we're on the bus well you know these are the Mayan pyramids but do you know that mm-hmm. the Mayans were helped by somebody and I raised my hand he said, okay well, yeah he said he said uh, well who helped the Mayans I said they were helped by the Omex and he said that's right they were helped by the Omex mm-hmm. and so as people were getting off the bus he kind of put his hands up, right? And so me and my wife kind of took our time and we were like the last people. And when we got off the bus, he pulled us to the side and he said, we know that the Omics were black Africans. Now, he mm-hmm. said this to my mm-hmm. wife and I to mm-hmm. the side. He didn't say it in front of everybody else. So I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of interesting. So we had a different experience mm-hmm. going to those pyramids because we knew that we had something mm-hmm to do with those pyramids you know exactly no and you're what right was your I, I had 
a similar experience as well. I had a similar experience as well because um, I remember going in Tiwatiwakan and uh, at the bottom of one of the temples, they had um, one of the kings there and he was jet black, black like this shirt right here, you know, jet black. Mm-hmm. And he had pillars just like you see in, um, you know, like a jet pillar, very similar. And the symbolism, like the symbolism matched ancient committed symbolism. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Similar I saw the symbolism, but right. you know, and all over the place, I saw the symbolism. Exactly, exactly. But I had a similar experience like you did, um, because I talked to the, um, and this has happened numerous times for me traveling around to, um, you know, I went to uh, Chichen Itza too, you know, and um, <laughs> that's that's an interesting experience because the man um, in Chichen Itza they try to say that um, that. There were reptilian beings that helped um, build those pyramids that were the king. That's what you know. That's what people, some people said, and you know, I've heard that as well. So I talked to him about that, you know, and um, you know, he he was like, "Yeah, we've yeah we've heard that too." I was like, "Yeah, you know what I'm saying." So I, you know, we we were building on that, but even in Chitanita, you know, it was similar. They were just like, "We didn't build this," you know what I'm saying? And they said specific. You know, some of the, one of the tour guys was like. You know, yeah, they, you know, there were Africans that built it, you know what I'm saying? And they, they, you know, very similar experience. And that's, that's been consistent about all the different places I've traveled as as well. You know what I'm saying? Where, where else have you traveled? Um, you mean mean as far as like ancient sites or just like all around the world, you mean? Uh, Yeah, let's talk all around the world in particular those places in the world that yeah okay well I had a um in my chapter in a book and chapter uh, I mean my book there's a chapter called London Calling because once I left Richmond um one of my homeboys is like he used to live over in um London for a while you know Richmond he's like you need to go there I said why you got why I gotta go there he said you need to go there because you need to have the experience, you know. And at the time I was in school, you know, like this is like 20 years ago. Um, at that the time I was in school, you know, and but no, I was off season, I should say. Um, I, I was out of semester. So I was just working, you know what I'm saying? And I <laughs> I was um, I was either gonna go to get a school and go to school up in Charlottesville, my community college up there, or I was gonna go to um, if I didn't get a, if I didn't get the apartment. You know, I said, I'm going to go to London. I didn't get the apartment. I took all that money I saved up and I went to London. And everything, and it was an experience that, like we said earlier, left. And just because I, I, I saw different cultures, you know what I'm saying? I met, you know, people from all over the place, you know what I'm saying? And that's the time, you know, I was still studying like um, the whole, back in then it was called a whole. Holy Tabernacle Ministries. I used to go over to London. There was a Holy Tabernacle Ministries over there. I used to go to class, you know. But I met so many people in so many different cultures that my mind was like, yo, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not just way much more than just being a, you know, a brother from the South Side of, you know, Richmond, Virginia. You know what I'm saying? All the things I saw, I remember going to the British Museum and seeing all these ancient artifacts about all the stuff that I read before. You know what I'm saying? Um, all this experience with people with different mindsets that but American mindsets 
that you know what I'm saying I, I met people I seen people over there that you you know I've seen real white people over there <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like people that you hardly even see here in America and then right. those genetics you know from different places I saw that experience of culture you know what I'm saying I saw all of that so London was got me out of um, just the, the mindset of just being a you know like I said a south side um, a boy from the south side from um, you know rich Virginia and you know so London was a big influence on me just um, experiencing life and new culture and just dealing with um, people from all over the world you know I talk about that in the whole chapter in the book you know it's quite interesting um, you know Jamaica can I interrupt, you know bro? what I'm saying Jamaica Jamaica yeah go ahead alright man one thing you mentioned London and uh, interestingly enough I have a, uh, a blog that I discuss London. <laughs> so my wife and I went to London. It's kind of interesting, man. Uh, so we saw, you know, there's there's history mm-hmm. of our people right there in the middle of London, man. This was in like one of the towns mm-hmm. where's uh, Trafalgar Square, right? Trafalgar, yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah. And so, man, that that kind of blew me away. And then we we got a chance to meet with the people at mm-hmm. the Uganda house. Yeah, and this is what really blew me away. This is what really this was Harrods mm. of London. Did you get a chance to go into Harrods of London? Mm. Man, no, look, this is this is the decor <laughs> in this department store. Wow, this is decor in the department store, man. This is a department store. Mm. That's beautiful, man. Right. And so it turns out that this is uh, Princess Diana here, and she was dating this guy, mm-hmm. and his family. Don't be fired. So, And I tell you, uh, well, here's a picture of some of the people that we ran into in London. This is my cousin here, and we, my cousin, my other cousin mm-hmm. actually got married, mm-hmm. and he married a lady who grew up in Britain. Mm-hmm. I call her Bajarian. Um, that's her there and that's him so yeah he's from DC and she grew up in, okay. in London <laughs> so we had a really mm-hmm. similar experience yeah, 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 brother, yeah. Man. it was really similar experience at their mm-hmm. wedding man yeah so tell me about Jamaica yeah, tell I me can, about Jamaica I can, I can imagine well tell me I about Jamaica. earlier like I was about to say it's like the thing that blew my mind about Jamaica though um, we had a lo- local tour guide that was taking us around. He took us to all the real spots. You know what I'm saying? He was showing us like the, the where they were doing the revolts and all. You know, he was showing us the real stuff. But see, one interesting thing that really blew my mind, man. And I didn't say that long ago. This is you know a couple years ago. He took us to this place that was I would say about ten minutes walk from the beach, right? And it was all Jamaican, you know, uh, native Jamaicans that lived there. And they all had these big houses and they all had like four or five acres of land and they were all growing, you know, food on it. And I'm just like, and I just saw the way, you know, they were living over there. And I was just like, yo, this is living, you know, you know, and every time I go to places like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, even like, I just came back from Haiti like a, a year ago and and had an experience over there, but I'll talk about that too if you want me to. But, um, but Jamaica—that's when I f- first saw people 
outside of Atlanta, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they just had a bunch of clout and a bunch of money and they were, um, they were living, living like we should be living off the land. You know what I'm saying? Um, they didn't have to wear all the, all the true crime and stuff was, you know, in certain areas, you know what I'm saying? So those people were chilling, man. And they were happy. You know, so it just started really opening my eyes up to how, you know, how there's different ways to live. You know what I mean? Understood. Have you had a chance to go to the Polynesian Islands? Not yet. Um, Not yet. But, you know, Asia and that whole area over there, I want to go to Angkor Wat very bad, man. Like, that's one of my, you know, that's one of my... um, my what do you call it, bucket list things like they see Angkor Wat, see the temple over there, but uh, I'm definitely going to go. Um, but I haven't been there yet. Um, like I said, uh, another thing that blew my mind was I, I went to Haiti um, because I'm, I'm um, currently, you know, going through the process of becoming um, an uh, Haitian Buddhist uh, priest, um, and I spent some time over there. And you know, in addition, you know. That place blew my mind. The energy, the people, um, um, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this too, man. It's like I always love going to places when I don't see white people there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just it has a different, you know, different energy. You know, you don't have to worry about the BS like we do have to do over here about getting cracked over the head, you know, when just trying to go to the store to get something to eat, you gotta worry about cops, you know, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff, all that stuff that we have to deal with over here. You don't have to do that when, you know, everybody looks like you, you know what I mean? Um, But, you know, Haiti, Jamaica, uh, Mexico, numerous times, um, been a lot of places in America, um, what else about that? Man, you see, you gave me down in the thinking now. Um, I think those are the main places. Those are the main places, yeah. I think I covered all those, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, let's wrap up, brother. Uh, there are people who are saying, okay, mm-hmm. this sounds intriguing. I want to become a lot more aware mm-hmm. of things. And I want to have a similar experience mm-hmm. to your bro Zoe. So, your mm-hmm. book. If you gave your mm-hmm. book to somebody brand new and they first got a chance to read through it, mm-hmm. let's say it takes them 30 days to read through it, what would their life be like 30 days mm-hmm. later? They would definitely want to travel. Number one. Um, they would definitely understand how it is dealing with self-esteem, self-esteem issues, dealing with self-hate because of the way that this, you know, this um, this white supremacist, white supremacist, the dominant society, you know, tries to make us feel, uh, you know, try, try to to project onto us. You know, they walk in my shoes dealing with that. They'll see also the evolution of um, a, 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 a close and sheltered mind blossoming you know like a lotus flower you know uh they'll see that uh they'll see the transformation um they'll see a um a broader picture 
of, and I tell people all the time that um, there's certain there's certain blueprints and plans that we that we've been given for people of the a diaspora to um, to be able to become self sufficient. You know what I'm saying? To be able to evolve and grow, um, and to just being able to elevate themselves and their family as much as they can. Um, in the back of the book, I have a lot of um, suggestive readings um, from, you know, some of the great art, great teachers. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Dr. Abizan Sutterman, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Dr. York, um, even Zach Stitchin, um, you know, a whole bunch of different books that people can um, read. Yeah, yeah, people can read because I say stuff in the book, but I'm not going to sit there. My books aren't the type of books that um, I'm going to refer you to somebody to get the meat potatoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you, you know, what I got from it. But, you know, check out the idea of all these people, you know, all these people that wrote these, you know, numerous books that crack my skull. It's your turn to get your skull cracked, you know what I'm saying, from these great teachers so you can, you know, evolve and grow uh, mentally as well. But yeah, so, so yeah, it, would, it would be traveling. It would be uh, evolving as a person. You know, it would be... Um, learning about economics and the power behind economics it would be um also another thing is is about um you know we got to start to we have to we have to um understand that a lot of this um negativity it is an illusion you know what i'm saying it's 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 not real you know, it, you know, the wizard, uh, you know, the wizard, just like in the movie when they, when Toto went around and pulled the screen and the wizard Oz, you know, was all big and scary. And then, you know, he's some old frail looking white dude sitting there pulling gadgets and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a tr- that's a true representation, literally, of his world. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an illusion. You know, you take away TV, you know what I'm saying? And and all their their cinemas and all that stuff to make everybody look these people look all strong and all that stuff. Nah, man, you know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time. There's another thing I say in the book, and I try to pound that in. It's like you have again. We have to learn world history. We have to know our history. And I talk about the book and like black people have been walking around with the dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? It's been a very minute time frame in which we've, I like to call it amnesia. You know, a very, a very minute time frame in which we've lost what we had before. And this, you know, being in the age of the Aquarius, we're starting to get it back. We're starting to remember again. And we're going to get our power back. You know, it's inevitable. It's, a, it's all a part of cycles of time. So, you know, it just helps to know where you came from and who you are uh, us as a people in our greatness it helps tremendously you know to navigate through all of this because you know your self-esteem goes away self-hate goes away he's like oh they saying all this stuff just to make you not realize how dope we really are <laughs> you know what I'm saying so yeah that, all those things in there um, those people to get from reading the book alright good stuff man yo bro Zo any last words before we close up for the night brother <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I appreciate everybody, you know, for, for tuning in. And um, you can definitely go to my website, www.yourbrozo.com. He, the brother been showing you. And I do have a podcast uh, as well. I think I have a, um, the brother Supreme Understanding. I did a podcast with him and it'll be uh, premiering. Like if you pass the, press the podcast button on there, I think it's already a premiere. I think it premieres, it's premiering at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So I have a lot of good um, 
a lot of good teachers, a lot of good people putting in information out on the on the on the um, on the on the um, on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so it um you know the podcast is dope. I got a video version and then I have the you know the actual um, audio just from the podcast itself. So um, you know I got some very powerful. You know the brother Crumb, he's going to be on one upcoming soon. I got a supreme understanding. I got the brother Tony Drake from Platinum VK. You know, I got some some dope individuals coming up. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Okay, okay. So I see where the Black Punk thing comes in. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's my intro. As as people, and you'll see the music when I. All right, I like what I'm hearing, good brother Zoe. Like what I'm hearing, your bro Zoe. Good stuff, man. So. Um, <laughs> We'll have to make sure that we send people to check that <laughs> yes, out, man. Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, well, we thank you for being on the Get On Code, the Fly Guys show. Um, so, everybody, stay on code. Pick up Zoe's book. Learn how you can become a lot more aware of the things that are happening around you. Aware of the forces that are forcing themselves in your life. Aware of the constructs that are leading the way that you think and respond to the world so you can have a better experience. Alright? Peace and prosperity. Indeed. Yes, sir. Stay fly, 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 stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay fly.